3: Hey, how about that for a football weekend? Yeah, it was a four-day weekend, and it ended with the Steelers beating the Browns with Duck Hodges at quarterback. Also included a lot of rivalry games in college football, including um, Ohio State-Michigan, and Michigan lost again. But we're not going to talk about uh, football here. Uh, Let's talk about what somebody said during a football telecast. Maybe you've heard about this. Uh, Gus Johnson, he's doing the play-by-play of the Ohio State-Michigan game on Fox where J.K. Dobbins, the Ohio State running back, was having a big day as usual. He's a really good running back, one of the biggest stars in college football, and he's going to be worth lots of money when he gets into the NFL. Here's what Johnson said during the game.
2: What a day for J.K. Dobbins. Absolute dominant performance from Dobbins and this offensive line.
3: J.K. Dobbins is mom Maya. Became pregnant when she was 18 years old. She went to the doctor because she was thinking about aborting the baby, but changed her mind. That baby turned out to be that young man, J.K. Dobbins, who she calls her miracle baby. Seems like a pretty interesting story, and uh, you know, also I'm pretty sure that um, the story also goes that she was actually in an abortion clinic and changed her mind at the last minute and got up and left. Uh, so you, you wouldn't think that that would be all that controversial, but uh, Red State um, did a did a little piece on this, and talking about how uh, leftists lost their ever-loving minds over it, and then it included some tweets. Here's a tweet uh, from somebody called Here for the Ratio, um and it's somebody who doesn't have any followers, but it's just a, just an example. That's like hundred followers, but it's just someone. Um, uh, just an example of what people were saying. Gus Johnson owes J.K. Dobbins and his mother an apology. How disgusting! That's what this person said about what Gus Johnson said. How is that disgusting? Um, and this is from Jen Villa Villa Vicencio, M.D. M.D. I didn't look her up to see uh, what her deal was, but Jen's an M.D. apparently, at least she is on Twitter. And her tweet was, why is it necessary to discuss a mother's reproductive choices to extol the talents of a brilliant player? Now, this person's a doctor. How much of us, how, how, how stupid was that tweet? He wasn't using that to extol his, his uh, talents as a player. I mean, how dumb do you have to be to get that from what he said? He was—he already had extolled his uh, talents as a player, and everybody had seen it during the game. And he said, "By the way, this player almost wasn't here because his mother was thinking about having an abortion, and then changed her mind, and so she calls him her miracle baby." How's that? A, how's that a problem? So there's another tweet from somebody named Nicole Marie Z. Marie Z. Dobbins is a talented player, but let's just let him be talented. His mother's decision was just that, hers in capital letters. We can't take choice away from Ohio's women uh, because, because of one feel-good story about a football player. Did Gus Johnson in that clip, did you hear him say anything about taking choice away from anybody? What kind of a moronic statement is that? And see, here's the problem uh well first of all we're going to go to something else here this is this is from the joe rose and zach kravitz show that's a sports show in the morning a morning uh morning sports show on wqam radio that's uh this was today in
4: miami
1: i don't know and gus had it in his mind like i got to get this story and this is a right, great idea
4: right. and i guess it falls under too much information it is
1: that's what that is Like, that was unneeded information on the broadcast. Probably a good story, and if you're doing a pregame kind of piece on somebody, or you're doing a piece for Fox, or if Urban Meyer's sitting down with with a mom or something, and she wants to come out crying in an interview and say, this is what happened, and I'm so happy this happened, and it was a decision in my life that was tough for me to make, but look what it did. Great. That's I a- got to disagree with you. I don't think it's a great story to tell any part of that broadcast. No, not on the broadcast. That's what I'm saying. Pre game, post game, halftime. I don't no, think that those, that those kind in of there sappy anyway. so stories happen to say. all the time on the pre games and stuff like that where it's a sappy story like Joe said about this or about that. It's not for Gus Johnson to break out after the guy has a long run. Now, why would anybody have a problem with him pointing
3: that out? Because abortions happen every day. And lots of people don't really think about what an abortion is. You know, it's the end of a life. People who are okay with it don't think of it that way. People who are okay with abortion are okay with someone like Dobbins not getting a chance at life. Not that he deserved a chance any more than any other baby because he ended up uh, being a really good running back. The idea of what happens in an abortion, I don't know, for some reason seems to make people who are okay with abortion uncomfortable. You know, Kind of like the pictures of aborted babies that people hate to see outside of the abortion clinics. Good for Gus Johnson. It's an interesting story, and I'm glad he told it. And when we come back, we're going to talk about mootness, the Supreme Court today, and the Second Amendment. Stick around.
5: living in a very successful affluent society for many people yet it is also true that there are people that are being left out of that and how do we reach those people Joel Gilliam executive director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's north side so part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development to look at the skill gap that exists and so we're partnering with places like the community college we're taking our clients once they are clean and they're ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help
1: someone else find their comeback
5: story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift,
1: visit lightoflife.org slash give today
3: mere exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUSPittsburgh.com Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday
0: on the John Stagerwald Show. WindowsRUSPittsburgh.com dot com Whether you're a candidate looking to advance your career or a company looking to advance your business, Advanced Sourcing Concepts is your bridge to success. Advanced Sourcing Concepts matches highly qualified workers with highly reputable companies. Advanced Sourcing Concepts brings a high touch approach to human resources. As a candidate, your personal recruiter works with you to find opportunities that best fit your goals. For employers, they're your private talent scout, letting you focus on business while they find the first draft picks to deepen your bench. A certified woman-owned company, Advanced Sourcing Concepts has built a strong reputation for providing top quality talent for direct hire, contract to hire, and project-based positions here at home and across the nation and are recognized by Recruit Military as a veteran hiring leader. Visit ASCPeople.com for active job posting. Then call 412-415-5090 and cross your bridge to success. 412-415-5090 at ascpeople.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. The
3: Supreme Court held, uh, I should say, heard arguments on the Second Amendment today, and it may end up with a major decision that will make gun rights people happy. Uh, then again, it may not. Uh, Lenny Jarrett is a, a project manager with the Heartland Institute. He joins us now to help us get an idea what to expect here. Lenny, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me on. So what, um, what should we know about what was going on at the Supreme Court and as it relates to guns today?
1: Well, they're basically hearing the case from out of New York where New York tried to restrict gun owners from pretty much being able to transport that weapon anywhere. It's without getting permission from the government. That's kind of the gist of the case. Yeah. And
3: so why did would anybody think that the Second Amendment doesn't uh, that, that there is any anywhere where the government is given the power uh, f- to prevent you from doing that?
1: Yeah, it's, it's really ridiculous. I don't know why people even think that, except a lot of people don't believe that we have individual or human rights that are God-given. They believe that every right comes from government. So they're confusing privilege versus rights, and they're thinking a right is really a privilege given to you by the government. It's like, it would be like this, about them telling you, well, you can only exercise the First Amendment in certain locations, because that's essentially what they're trying to do with the Second Amendment.
3: Yeah, and and they, not only are they trying to do it, they've been able to do it in some places. <laughs> they have been in a lot of places so um what's this New York law that's being uh, reviewed uh, that that's that's was it in New York where is it New York city
1: law state law yeah the suit came out of New York City when they decided that gun owners could only transport their guns to seven official or approved firing ranges to for target practice they couldn't take their their guns anywhere else they couldn't take them out of out of the city at all. And the case was brought forth, it was three years ago, it's been making its way through the courts. Since that time, New York City, as soon as the Supreme Court accepted this case, New York City went back, made it less restrictive. They're allowing people to carry their gun to their second home, allowing them to carry it out of the city and even out of state now. And then the state stepped in and said, well, we're going to make a law that would prevent them from doing these overly restrictive bans again. So the Supreme Court is kind of deciding that, and that's what kind of happened today. Some of the questioning from Justice Ginsburg and Sotomayor tended to say, why are we even hearing this case? This case is is moot now because they changed the law. But they really only partially changed the law there after the Supreme Court was hearing this case. They're basically trying to circumvent the ruling before the ruling ever even takes place. Uh, and that is the,
3: isn't that the whole point? Aren't we going to be hearing a lot about mootness? Uh, that yeah. that it's all about, uh, they 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 changed the law because they were afraid that it was going to go to the Supreme Court, and they were going to hear it, agree to hear it, uh, and then the entire law would be thrown out and they don't want that they 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 don't want the is it because they don't want to give the supreme court the opportunity to make a strong
1: definitive statement on the second
3: amendment in general
1: right that's basically it's basically why they changed the law but the supreme court the justices heard the case today so they'll get they'll still be the argument of mootness but they heard the case so they can now rule regardless because the law still gives the government too much power to say where when and where you can exercise your second amendment right yeah and
3: uh, and so the whole idea here is to is to uh the, these people who want it to be moot would prefer that the lower courts make the decision correct and because the lower courts uh, there you have more you can pick and choose from, and you have s- sometimes I, I guess they believe that they have a better chance of of having the Second Amendment um, interpreted the way they like it in a lower court, uh, and 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 also because the lower court isn't final, so per- if they can keep it from the Supreme
1: Court. That's a good thing for them. Yes, absolutely. The court, the lower courts have already ruled in favor of New York City. That's right. why it's been appealed up to the Supreme Court to start with. So, yeah, the lower courts are more favor- favorable to them.
3: So, what's the what's the best thing that could happen for Second Amendment originalists with what went on there today?
1: Well, the best thing they could do is the court go ahead goes ahead and rules and adds in that you can Have the right to defend yourself wherever you are, whether you're at home, whether you're traveling, wherever you are, you have the right to defend yourself. That would be the best ruling, expanding to prevent all of these future laws where they try to limit where you're allowed to actually defend yourself. We're talking
3: to uh, Lenny Jarrett. He's a project manager at the Heartland Institute. But uh, Lenny, you told me that you also uh, were a deputy sheriff at one time. So you were a law enforcement Correct. guy.
1: Correct. Yes, I actually worked in the state penitentiary in Virginia and then became a deputy sheriff there in Virginia and kind of put myself through school by help by doing that. So I learned a whole lot and was around weapons and learned all about the 2nd Amendment and rights and everything through through that experience. So what uh, as a as a law enforcement guy
3: and someone who worked with uh, law enforcement people what is the I know this is a, a crazy question because you only your 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 scope was kind of limited to where you were working but just in general what do law enforcement people think about the second amendment and and people who want to weaken it
1: I most I believe most, most law enforcement people at least that I know are are very attuned to kind of similar what I am they believe that your rights are natural rights they do not come from government and therefore the Second Amendment people should have the right to defend themselves wherever and you can kind of see this in around the country I believe nineteen states now have what are called sanctuary counties for the Second Amendment where the counties are not going to abide by laws like this and are not going to enforce these crazy laws that are trying to take your Second Amendment rights away. So we've seen this around the entire country. It's happening all over the place. That'll be interesting to
3: see how the people who are fine with sanctuary cities for illegal immigrants, uh, how they feel about sanctuary sanctuary cities for legal gun owners. Uh, There might be some inconsistency there.
1: Yeah, it'll be kind of fun to watch that.
3: (laughs) Um, and so, uh, where, do we, where does this go from here? Now, I mean, what was was uh, the case? Uh, it, it was reviewed today. I know. on The last I saw that they they uh, reviewed it this morning. They took questions. They asked questions, I should say. Uh, and and it's now uh, late in the afternoon. So, where are we? Is it uh, what's the next step? Uh,
1: well, the next step is the court will convene in private after the, the after hearing the case today. And they will make a ruling sometime between now and the end of June and when the court ends. So now that they've heard the case, we could hear, we could have a ruling. I, most times, you know, could come in about 90 days. My guess is, because, depends on how controversial they think very, their ju- ruling will be, the later it will be. So I think that's, I, I think that's kind of something to watch is how definitive this is. Whether it's early within 90 days, or whether it's not going to be released until the end of June. But just to clear we'll it up, by the end of go ahead. Sorry. So we'll know by the end of June which way this is going.
3: But just to clear it up, if, if the ruling that comes down on the New York law, um, how will that? What will be the repercussions of it? I mean, is, is it? Was it go, Is it going to go beyond? Whichever way they rule. What's it going to do to just the um, the general feeling? But for for how the Second Amendment is to be interpreted, I mean, are we still going to be arguing about it? Or I mean, the Heller—you would think the Heller case would have taken care of that, but it didn't. There are still people out there who think that you know it's you can limit uh, the 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 firearms that people can carry and where they can carry. So right. It,
1: Heller was basically ruling on whether you could protect yourself in your own home.
3: Yeah, like you so need somebody's permission for that.
1: Right. So this kind of goes outside of the home. And, yeah, I, it depends on what the ruling is as to where this goes. If they rule best case scenario that you have the right to defend yourself anywhere, then that has repercussions across the entire country and changes the whole legal landscape. For even all the lower courts, that they would now have to abide by that and ask that question when they're ruling on any other Second Amendment cases. Right. And if that's the ruling. Go ahead. Sorry. I right, says so the ruling's more narrow, then it could pertain just to New York State. It could pertain just to New York City. Or they could end up saying this is moot and let's talk about the new law and, and bring it back again.
3: Yeah. So it's, it's still not it's a, there's a chance that it's not going to that's not going to be cleared up forever for everybody, because I think I think people thought that the Heller Amendment was going to do that. And um, it just seems like there's always going to be a there's always going to be a group of people out there who just are not going to accept the fact that the Second Amendment means what it says.
1: Exactly. That's exactly the case. People don't want gu- anybody to have a gun except for the government, which is rather stupid, in my opinion. Anyway, they should look around the world and see how that works out for all these other countries.
3: Yeah. Well, I I, I, uh, I hope it works out the way the you described it, where they, they make a broad ruling and it really upsets everybody who's uh, all the gun control people, because if they're upset, I'm happy.
1: Yeah, exactly. We've got, to, we've got to get back to the original intent of the Second Amendment. It is a right, and the government is, the Second Amendment was really to have the government protect our natural rights, not the other way around. It wasn't the government giving us a right to own firearms. It was the other way around. Yeah, the government's supposed to protect our right.
3: You're right, and the Bill of Rights is all about to, uh, what the government is not allowed to do. Exactly exactly why is that so hard for so many people to grasp that there would, they would not have made uh they would not have had 10 amendments to uh, the, and the bill of rights that all uh all of which limited what the government could do to a citizen except they threw in the second amendment which was telling the government telling
1: the people what the government could do it's it makes no sense it makes no sense. And I think a lot of people that actually don't like the Second Amendment actually completely understand it. They just want control, and the only way they can get control is taking away the Second Amendment. Then they can infringe on other rights as well if you have no way to protect yourself.
3: Well, uh, Lenny, I really appreciate you being on to clear this up. Uh, I guess we're going we're gonna to have to wait at least a couple of months probably before we find out. The total ramifications of what they're going to decide based on what they heard today, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of what that's kind of know, justice Kavanaugh didn't ask any questions. So nobody kind of knows where he's going. We know where Justice Ginsburg and Sotomayor are going to be. They think the case should just be thrown out. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to see it's it's still up in the air to see which way this goes. So, yeah, we have a waiting game still. Well, I I appreciate it, uh,
3: Lenny. Thanks a lot. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. That's Lenny Jarrett of the Heartland Institute. Yes, and uh before we break here, one quick thing here from the Supreme Court today. Uh it's good news because somebody at Vox, uh, a liberal uh site named Ian Milheiser is upset because uh, apparently Kavanaugh had a brief uh released a brief opinion. It's all based on the the uh, power of the various agencies in government and according to this uh, his brief opinion praises justice neil gorsuch's effort to toss out decades of settled law regarding the power of agencies to regulate indeed if anything kavanaugh's opinion suggests that he would restrict federal power even more than gorsuch would hey that's good news he says it's impossible to exaggerate the importance of this issue Countless federal laws from the Clean Air Act, blah, 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 could go away. Wouldn't that
6: be a shame? Good for Brett. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington as he headed out to the NATO summit in London marking its 70th birthday. President Trump announced his lawyers will not be attending the House Judiciary Committee's impeachment inquiry.
1: Because the whole thing is a hoax. Everybody knows it. All you have to do is look at the words of the Ukrainian president that he just issued,
0: and you know it's a hoax. It's an absolute disgrace what they're doing to our country.
6: White House officials denounced what they called the baseless and highly partisan inquiry. In a letter to Judiciary Committee Chairman Gerald Nadler, the officials also declined the invitation for the President's counsel to appear before his panel on Wednesday. On Wall Street, a down day as the Dow dropped 268 points to close at 27,783. The Nasdaq lower by 97 points. The S&P declined 27, oil up 79 cents to 55.96 a barrel. This is SRN News. I couldn't sleep at night. All I could think about was my credit card debt.
7: I knew I couldn't get a loan, so the thought of owning a home or a new car seemed totally out of the question.
1: I was afraid to answer the phone, and I dreaded the mail.
7: It just felt like my credit card debt was this deep pool, and I was just drowning in
1: it. This might be you right now, and you should know you're not alone.
7: There is hope.
1: Right now, certified counselors at Trinity Debt Management are standing by and ready to help you, not judge you.
7: One call to one 800 990 6976 and you'll find hope to live your life out from under the weight of credit card debt.
1: Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment.
7: Put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands.
1: If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call one 800 990 six nine seven six that's one eight hundred nine nine
0: zero 990 6976 Dennis Frager explains why the left
1: despises our president. These people see themselves as morally superior. It's a class issue much more than a policy issue and uh, we will exercise our moral superiority by having him removed from office. It is about them not about Trump the Dennis figure show
0: weekdays at noon right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250 the answer Do you or your business have financial problems are you
7: overwhelmed with debt
4: As we enter this holiday season, we've stopped to reflect on what we're grateful for. This is Greg Trzynski, and at the Original Mattress Factory, we're grateful for you, our loyal customers. With your support, more than half of our business comes from repeat customers and referrals. And we have been hometown-made for nearly 30 years, so thank you. We look forward to building new relationships and providing the high quality and great value that you've come to expect from the Original Mattress Factory. We wish you and your family a happy and healthy holiday season and a wonderful
5: new year. Here at the Original Mattress Factory, we want to know, is it better to give or to receive? This holiday season, one local winner won't have to choose. In the spirit of the season, we will be giving away a queen-size orthopedic luxury firm mattress set to a local winner and providing another set to be donated to a nearby charity. Visit any original mattress factory location by December 18th to enter and for all official rules. No purchase is necessary to win, but eligibility restrictions do apply. We wish you and your family a holiday season that's filled with cheer and goodwill. Since 1952, Light of Life has been serving Pittsburgh's hurting and homeless, sharing the message of hope, with all who come to us for help.
2: I was this broken shell of a woman. I couldn't deal with life. I was afraid.
5: Your compassion and kindness allows Light of Life to restore hope in the hearts of hurting men and women in our community.
0: I truly believe they're the reason why I'm still clean.
5: Please visit lightoflife.org/give and share a special holiday gift of hope today. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
2: Backing up now on the Parkway East, outbound 8th Street out to Edgewood, Swissdale. About 10 extra minutes for that part of the trip. Inbound looking pretty typical on the Parkway West. Outbound, it's heavy 79 Campbell's Run Road. Also looking busy outbound. Green Road is Carnegie. And we've got an accident in Springdale area, Freeport Road, between Riddle Road and 56. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. I
0: AM 1250. The answer. Weather. After a breezy evening, we'll see a couple of snow showers tonight, otherwise cloudy, brisk, and chilly, low 30. Plenty of clouds tomorrow, high 37. Flurries early tomorrow night, otherwise mostly cloudy, low 31. Plenty of clouds for Wednesday, with flurries around high 40. Thursday, times of clouds and sunshine, high Thursday, 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
3: Well, one of the recurring themes on this show, you may have noticed, uh, is the feminization of the American male, which I think has been going on for a while. So it shouldn't surprise you that I'd be interested in talking to a guy who wrote a book called Hard Times Create Strong Men. That would be Stefan Arnio, who's the author of seven books and was a self-made millionaire in his 20s. Stefan, thanks for being here.
6: Thank
4: you for having me.
3: So, what are the signs? Well, I've been talking about this for a long time, by the way the the feminization of the American male, which I think's been going on for a while. Um, what are the signs that, to you, anyway, that that men are becoming weak?
4: Oh man, well, that's that's a loaded question. There's a lot of things going on right now with uh, with men becoming weak. You know, I was on the internet the other day. I showed two men on one of those little razor scooters next to two guys on uh, Harley-Davidson motorcycles. And we've got all sorts of things nowadays with men becoming weak. The biggest thing is the men don't have fathers. They're raised by their mothers. They're raised by their feminine school teachers. And it's impossible to learn to be a man without learning from another man. And that's really the, the base of the issue.
3: Now, I, um, I've, I noticed that with my not so as much with my kids as my grandkids. But my, I know my grandkids have had almost all uh, female teachers. And that doesn't mean that women are bad or that women can't be really good teachers. A lot of them are. Maybe most of them are. But they're, uh, I, I, I mean, it, it just it seems very strange that you send your sons off to school and they're only taught by women. That just can't be a good thing.
4: Yeah, well, they're only taught by women, and then they come home, and they don't have a dad, and then they're taught by women at home. Yeah, And yeah. then, you know, when the guy's like 18 or 20 or 22, and he has a unhealthy relationship with work, you know, where he can't find his purpose, and he's playing video games in the basement and watching porn and instead of going out with girls, people wonder why he's like that. Well, it's not really his fault. He just never had any masculine influence.
3: Yeah, um, I know... My dad and uh, all of my friends' dads would say, "Get out of the house and go go outside and play something. Go play ball. Don't, <laughs> you're not we weren't we weren't allowed to stay in the house, uh, and you were expected to go out and come back home dirty. It meant you were having right. some fun. You know, I don't think that happens anymore.
4: Or, I mean, not dirty as much. and tired with with a bloody nose and a, a black eye.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was a good thing. So you you list uh, four parts of being a strong and effective mind. So let's go through them. Uh, one is a a strong man must have a strong mind. So what makes a strong mind?
4: I think a strong mind really is the ability to challenge and discern, you know, truth from lies. You know, strong men are men that challenge the status quo. They challenge what they hear on the news, they challenge what people throw at them. And uh, we live in a world now where they're trying to make it so nobody challenges anything with all the fake news and things. And strong men do challenge uh, what's thrown at them. So that's a, a big, big piece.
3: Yeah, uh, but what about in school? And, and you know, if you're if a if a kid, a boy, is in school and he's being taught, as you said, uh, by a woman, um, is he supposed to stand up to what what he's getting, or is is he is he at this at a young age, is he? capable of understanding that what he's being told isn't good for him or isn't good well, enough for
4: him that's a problem today if if the young boys are essentially boys and if they challenge the teacher or challenge the system they say they got ADD and they put the kids on drugs yep yep and and that's too bad because the boys have to fight the boys have to play the boys have to form gangs amongst themselves and the boys are going to challenge their authority. That's what, that's what men and boys do. And as soon as a boy starts showing that he's masculine, they say that he's a bad boy and they want to drug him and make him into a girl. Or is it that's, at that's, least
3: disruptive. Like, you know, calm down, kid. Yeah. You know, sit there and be, be quiet, which is, uh, I guess, a little harder for an eight- or nine-year-old boy than it is for a girl.
4: Yeah, well that's that's why I think girls girls do better in school. I was hearing the stats this morning on university. 60% of people in university are women now, and 40% are males. And that's because women can sit there and listen, and, and the boys want to challenge authority. The boys want to go outside. The boys want to form gangs and do all these things that are masculine. And the, the school system is really designed for girls. It's not designed for boys.
6: Yeah, uh, but th-
3: that's a relatively new thing, isn't it?
4: Well, they didn't let girls in schools, uh, not until fairly recently, right? You know, girls in the last hundred years have, have come in the school system. But they've made it, you know, they, they, they make the schools easier and easier, and they keep taking out the gym class. And they take out the extra activities, and, you know, they used to have rifles in school, and the kids would learn how to shoot and all sorts of stuff. Right. And the schools just get more and more dumbed down. And uh, I can see why the boys would act out, because it's it's really boring, and the, te- the teachers are teaching mostly uh, irrelevant lessons. It's too bad.
3: Yeah, I went to a Catholic uh, grade school, and uh, the uh, the pastor, Father Lonergan, he would see a couple of boys fighting in the playground, and uh, he would nudge the football coach who he was sitting next to at lunch every day, and he'd say, get the 16s. And the 16s were 16-ounce gloves. And they brought them out and they handed them to the two kids and said, go ahead. Imagine getting away with that today.
4: <laughs> oh, you'd be, you'd be in the news and probably put in jail for that. Yeah. And, and
3: this was the Father Lonergan, you know, father, a priest, who, who uh, that was, it was his idea. Uh, okay, so number two is um, uh, a strong man must have a strong body. So hit the gym a little more often. Or at least once yeah, in a while. Well, or play outside. Yeah,
4: or... A, man, a man's got to be strong enough and fit enough to lead other men. Mm-hmm. So whatever that means, and, you know, if you're about around a bunch of, you know, if you're on a basketball team or a football team, you've got to be very strong, very in shape. If you're in a group of computer nerds, you probably need to be less in shape. But a man has to be strong enough to be the leader. And that's, that's a relative term. But, yeah, he's got to use his body, have his body, uh, be admired by other men. Men, uh, men admire other men who are in shape.
3: Yeah, Stefan Arneo is our guest. He's author of Hard Times, Create Strong Men, and seven other books. So, uh, number three on your list here is A Strong Man Needs a Strong Spirit.
4: Yeah, this is probably one of the biggest ones. I think we live in a time right now where men are undergoing a spiritual warfare instead of a physical warfare. And so it's a war of the spirit where it's really man versus himself these days. And uh, it, it's it's harder than ever, I think, for a man to find meaning in the world with things like religion taken away. And um, the spirit really is, I think, the place where men are struggling these days in finding meaning and finding purpose. And uh, that's, that's the one, I think, where we're failing the most right now.
3: And what do you do to fix that? I mean, uh, just more religion, but you're not going to get that in the public school.
4: Yeah, well, I, th- I think that there's, I think there's a, a return to religion. I think people right now are looking for the things that religion used to provide, like meaning and faith. And there's a resurgence, I think, of people either going back to churches or looking for substitutes for churches. You know, there's a lot of new age movements that are trying to pick up where religion used to leave off, and it's a big hole in the market right now, and I think that we're going to see a big return to traditional values and a return to churches, because we can't we can't continue like this with the moral bankruptcy, spiritual bankruptcy, and uh, technology isolating everybody. I, I don't think it's going to keep going like this. It's going to start going back to the way it was. Uh,
3: about seven years, I don't know, several years ago, uh, my granddaughter, uh, they, we went to see what we thought was uh, her singing in a Christmas program at the school, right, right around this time of year, December. And uh, mm-hmm. we got to the school and uh, the auditorium where they were going to sing. There was not one Christmas decoration. Um, wow. I don't know that the word Christmas, it was the winter concert. And the uh, the music teacher proudly came up on stage and introduced the first song. She said, this is a Russian song about a sleigh and the kids went on and sung a song and then the next song they sung was uh the next song was um that they sang was um hot chocolate and it was a song about hot chocolate i wanted to puke right in the aisle and uh i i haven't been back to a one of those since i'm not going ever again but that—that's what they're doing there, Stefan. They're you know, that's what you get for a, a winter concert now. So if you're looking for religion, then not only you're not going to get it there, but you're you're going to have it hidden from you, and you're gonna you're going to be uh, criticized and even punished for bringing it up.
4: Well, that's right. Well, that's that's just subversion, man. I mean, we had all the we had great values uh, 60 or 80 years ago. There were strong values in America. And, the the people, you know, we're able to uh, have community and a local church, and you know, whatever church you go to, that's great, you know, there's lots of different types you can go to, but there's some sort of values that we used to have, and nowadays, we've taken away the values in the name of not offending some minorities, and unfortunately, we've lost everything with that, The, the values are gone, the morality is gone, and now we're just, we're just kind of like a meaningless tribe, and that's really unfortunate because the values are what built america into a superpower in a very strong country
3: number four here is a strong man is a strong man is emotionally strong
4: now this is a big one you know with the with the navy seals they push the navy seals until they break over and over again they break and they break and they break them and i think a strong man is a man who can keep going even after he's broken and uh that's that's a, a function of his emotional strength and also his spiritual strength. And, uh, you know, to be a man is to face the unknown, it's to have courage, it's to be a leader, and it's to deal with all the uncomfortable things that other people, the women and children, don't want to have to deal with. So, yeah, you do have to have strong emotions so you can handle yourself.
3: <laughs> and the same the same school that I went to, the football team, uh, which was overseen by Father Lonergan and went undefeated for like 15 years, they... Uh, one day well not one day at practice, it would happen every year, but the uh, and on a given day in practice, the coaches would tell the kids to take off their this is their twelve and thirteen year old kids boys, take off your jerseys and shoulder pads, and they'd think it was time to cool off a little bit and they would look up and there would be one of the coaches getting off the bus with a duffel bag and it was full of boxing gloves, and everybody <laughs> paired off, and everybody started swinging and that's how they found out who was tough. How, how what are your chances of getting away with that today?
4: Oh, I'm zero percent, man. I mean, to even have to even have any boxing, you know, with right. a, a boxing gym, or even having a bunch of men getting together nowadays is almost illegal. And they bring the cops together, to break up a bunch of men getting together because that's that's men forming gangs. And even the the Boy Scouts have been infiltrated by girls. It's Scouts BSA now.
5: Yep, so you yeah, you can't
4: even have a bunch of a bunch of men together because, oh, heaven forbid, it could turn violent. And they put women in the environment now to, to get rid of these male environments where, heaven forbid, the men could rise up and come up with some sort of, uh, you know, different idea than what the men in power have.
3: And then there's toxic masculinity, Stefan.
4: Well, I, I beg to differ with the toxic masculinity. I don't think there's such a thing because if you look at the statistics, The homes without fathers are much worse off than the homes with fathers. So it's the absence of masculinity that's toxic, not masculinity unto itself. I think toxic masculinity is a myth. I think it's fake news. And if you really want to look at what's toxic, just take the fathers out of the home and you can see the the young boys end up in jail and the young girls end up as strippers or prostitutes. So the stats don't look good if you take dad out of the home.
3: We're talking to Stefan Arneo. He's the author of Hard Times Create Strong Men. You also, uh, Stefan, are the author of Self-Made, Confessions of a 20-something Self-Made Millionaire. How did you make your first million, and how old were you?
4: Yeah, I was flipping houses. Um, I got into the real estate business. I used to be a musician, and I was a guitar teacher, and I got tired of being poor. So I went out and took some seminars, started flipping houses, and First year I did one, and then I did one, then I did twelve, then I did twenty-four, then thirty, then fifty. Wow! And uh, yes, fifty houses a year is a lot. Thirty houses a year is a lot. And uh, through that, I started winning awards. I won Rich Dad Hall of Fame 2014, big award, and uh, started writing books, teaching other people how to do it. And, and now I coach people all over Canada and the U.S. how to make money in real estate. That's
3: what you—that's your main thing right now, coaching uh, real estate.
4: Yeah, that's my main. That's yeah. my main company. Um, but the hard times create strong men book that we've been talking about. That's kind of been a passion project, uh-huh. and it kind of goes it goes together with with the real estate coaching because I found that the people who actually coach with me and work with me are usually military, paramilitary, police, fire, um, you know, those kind of guys, those really strong men. And I put this book out. It turns out those guys like it. Their wives like it. And uh, it's got me more, cu- more coaching customers, which is great. I've got several coaches working for me. And, uh, yeah, I became a self-made millionaire by about 28 and a half, mid-28 or so. Wow. That was when I got there.
3: Well, I'm out of time, Stefan. I'm just going to say that I don't think a lot of great salesmen are being created by sitting in their basement playing video games. That's, that's, that's just <laughs> I me. Mean, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't uh, train you all that well to uh, communicate with other human beings.
4: Yeah, you got to pick up the phone and start dialing, man. I mean, the sale—it's just like dating. You know, you got to get her on the phone. You got to take her out for dinner. You're not gonna—you're not gonna land a girlfriend by texting her or something. You got to get her on the phone and get her out to meet her. That's where every sale's made.
3: Yeah, well, first you have to ask her which pronoun she she wants to use. But I—I'm <laughs> I, 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 out of town. Out of time, Stefan. Maybe out of town too. But uh, thanks for being on. I appreciate it.
4: Perfect. Yeah, they can get the book at hardtimestrongmen.com. That's hardtimestrongmen.com.
3: Thank you very much. Stefan Arnio, and we'll be right back. Confusing, tedious, worse than a math test. That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yep, open enrollment is here again. You have until December 15th to choose something very expensive that you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red-hot poker in your eye, call Marley Financial. Marley has every plan available in the tri-state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Heard of first dollar benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? They're great if you visit the doctor a lot or take medications, but if you're healthy, why pay it? A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high deductible plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA? Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out-of-pocket costs in half. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 for a custom-designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right for you. 724-884-1496 or at MarleyFG.com.
7: Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic Heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solar Infrared Grills. So they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want bromic radiant patio heaters and Solaire infrared grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at
8: besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com, besthotgrill.com. G'day. I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. If you have a rodent or pest problem at your home or business, don't spray harmful toxic chemicals. Use Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that uses your wiring to get rid of pests fast. Just plug it in. One customer had a warehouse with a rat problem. He was catching over 20 rats a day. He called pest controllers, but nothing solved the problem. Then I came along. My plug-in pest-free commercial system got rid of the rats, and since then he's seen maybe three in the last 12 months. Plug-in pest-free is not a sonic device. It's chemical-free and gets rid of pests safely and effectively for years. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year warranty. Now that's fair income. Order today and get 20% off at gopestfree.com, promo code radio20. That's gopestfree.com, promo code radio20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget with plug In Pest Free.
2: Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com.
0: The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Last time I checked, Joe
3: Biden is uh, still leading the uh, Democratic field for the nomination for President of the United States of America. And uh, the way he's going, um, what could happen here, uh, it's before he gets even to the convention or to even to the first primary, someone may come along with a net and put it over him and take him away to someplace for a nice long rest. Uh, but this was uh, Joe when, after a swimming pool was named after him in, uh, in his hometown in Delaware back in June of 2017. Listen to this.
1: And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand. And it get hot, I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight. And then watch the hair come
0: back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap,
3: and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I tell you what. Yeah, of course you do, Joe. That's um. That's Joe from. uh, They named it the Joe Biden Joseph Biden Aquatic Center in uh, Wilmington. I think it's Wilmington, Delaware. And uh, that's he was recounting his um, his days as a lifeguard there. And he thought that was a nice story to be telling everybody. This guy wants to be president of the United States. I'm telling you, he's going to be taken away somewhere. So uh, that's it for today. I appreciate you uh, listening, and uh, we will come back here tomorrow. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, uh, 5 to 6 on AM 1250, The Answer. We call it the John Steigerwald Show because that's who I am. Aaron Byrne is a producer, and I'll talk to Yins again tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.